Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Damian Lillard era began in Milwaukee with an absolute bang on Thursday night. Also, what did Baker Mayfield have in store for the Bills? And this could be the last week we see Derrick Henry with the Titans. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. In one of the most auspicious starts for any new player in team history, Damian Lillard scores 14 of his game-high 39 points in a Bucks thriller. They beat the Philadelphia 76ers, who, of course, were without James Harden in this one. Camille Davis from Locked on Bucks joins me now. And Camille, Damian Lillard in a Bucks uniform seemed a little weird at first in a regular season game. But as the game wore on, he just took over. This looked like the Damian Lillard we were used to seeing. What was your first impression of Lillard here with the Bucks? That I'm so thankful that the Bucks have a point guard that can just put so much stress on opposing defenses. We have not had a point guard that could hunt free throws the way that Damian Lillard does and convert them at such a high clip. Like Dame shot under 50% from the field today, but he was perfect from the free throw line going 17 of 17, which was extremely important, especially when the rest of the bugs around him were uh, pretty poor at the free throw line this evening. Uh, Without Dame tonight, the Bucs don't have this victory. And being able to see the first flashes of what it might look like for this Bucks team to be led by the superstar duo of Damian Lillard, the outside of the Kumpo, it is just really exciting to see because it's evident the gravity that both of these players create and the mismatch problems it's going to be able to create uh, for the rest of this Bucks team to take advantage of. Yeah, and it's hard to think of two superstar players, two superstar teammates who complement each other and make up for the other's deficiencies the way that these two players do and enhance the other's strengths. What did you think of the combination of Dame and Giannis on the floor in this one? You know, when the trade was made, the thing that everyone was talking about immediately is that Giannis Dame pick and roll and the problems that that's going to cause for opposing defenses. And you saw that this evening. But what you also saw is a game where Giannis wasn't at his best. A lot of turnovers tonight for Giannis. Uh, You can see that he's still getting used to running offense in this particular system. He's not used to where some of the guys are. You know, in Bud's system before this one with Adrian Griffin, uh, you knew where every guy was going to be. They had the five boxes set up on the perimeter and there was not much off ball movement. You see now with this Bucks team, a lot more movement, um, a lot more horns actions with that pick and roll coming up with Dame. So not even just Dame and Giannis pick and roll alone, but being able to screen Dame with guys like Brooke and Giannis together at the same time, it just poses so many problems. And although it was a little clunky at times between Giannis and Dame, you can see the potential of it. And it is exciting to see. It is hard to remember a time from a Bucks perspective where you felt this confident with them in the final three minutes. Because if you go back to playoff seasons, playoff flameouts past, it was clunky offense, especially late in clocks, late in games. We saw it in that Heat series last playoffs. What is what does Dame do that allows him to be so good and so comfortable in these late game situations? He's been there before. I mean, that's one piece of it. Like, there's not a moment that feels too big for Dane because he has been there. Game one of the regular season, that's nothing. Like, I've closed out games with, you know, 30-foot three-pointers. Like, this is something that Dame is used to. But yeah, on top off, of that. Playout series. 
Exactly. Exactly. And on top of that, like this is Dame now with a team around him that he has never had. He's never had a team get up and down the court like this. He's never had the bigs behind him like he currently does. And when you trust your teammates as well, not saying that he didn't trust his teammates in Portland, but when your teammates are Giannis um, and Chris Middleton, although he only had limited minutes, Malik Beasley, Jay Crowder had a big game making shots when they needed them done and playing some great defense. Uh, it puts Dame in a position where it's like, I know I can do this, I, I have no you know doubt that I can make these shots, but if I do get doubled or tripled or the shot's not there, I have no problem dishing it to the next guy because I know another play can be made. Stay up to date all year on the Milwaukee Bucks by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Bucks on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, how did the Buccaneers fare against the Bills? But before we get to that, Deshaun Watson does not know how long he will be out. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared. Maybe you're traveling overseas. Maybe there are events taking place that are out of your control. Don't let your health be out of your control. Jace Medical wants you to be in control, and that's why they have the Jace case. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace Medical now offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. You can also buy a gift card for your family or your loved ones so that they can get a Jace case of their own. Go to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at J A S E medical.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson said he doesn't know when he'll be able to play again as he continues to rehabilitate his injured throwing shoulder. He also admitted he doesn't know how long the injury is going to linger. Watson has already been ruled out of this Sunday's game at the Seattle Seahawks with the rotator cuff strain to his throwing shoulder. After missing Cleveland's two previous games, Watson started this past Sunday's game against the Colts but left in the first quarter after taking a hit. Watson is not practicing this week as he focuses on rehab instead. Browns coach Kevin Stefanski said Wednesday that an MRI revealed that Watson didn't re-injure the shoulder against the Colts, but there, there was residual swelling that affected his throwing. The Indiana Pacers agreed to a multi-year contract extension with coach Rick Carlisle on Thursday. He's three wins away from 900 career victories after the Pacers beat the Wizards to open the season on Wednesday. In his second run in Indiana, Carlisle has taken on a significant organizational leadership role with the president of basketball operations, Kevin Pritchard, and general manager, Chad Buchanan. Pritchard said in a statement, it goes without saying that coach Carlisle is one of the most creative and successful coaches in the history of the league. So there was never a question that he continues to be the right person to lead our team. The Lakers looked for their first win of the season against a depleted Sun squad. This was a game, no Devin Booker, no Bradley Beal for the Laker, uh, for, for Phoenix. And the Lakers did manage to win 195 in final score, but they were down by 12 and needed a 28 to 11 final score, uh, a fourth quarter to get to that final score. So now that it's over, Andy, your impressions. I mean, they they got better as the game went along 
in the sense that I think if nothing else, they did a better job of doing some of the dirty work and some of just the determination factors that were going to be required to win. They began doing better work on the defensive glass as the game went along. Christian Wood, who I know we're going to talk about, was huge along those lines. Hey, Christian Wood had a terrific game. Just mm -hmm. in general. Um, the offense never really clicked in this game, but I thought they did a better job as the game went along just moving the ball. Washington Commanders owner Josh Harris, still feels weird saying that one, is bolstering the team's analytics department. The Commanders hired Eugene Shen as their vice president of football strategy. Shen will oversee their analytics as well as their software development on the football side beginning November 6th. Shen has been running analytics in the NFL since 2014 with three different teams, the Jaguars, the Ravens, and the Dolphins. Harris has strong analytics with the other two professional franchises he runs in the Sixers and the Devils. The Commanders were named as one of the least analytical teams in 2021, so Harris has some work to do to get them up to speed. And the Flyers hosted the Wild. We're going to get into that 6-2 win over the Minnesota Wild. The biggest issue we talked about in you know the Dallas game and the Vegas game was you know, them playing back on their heels and not being able to withstand a surge from an opposing team. And this was how you handle that. There was a surge, mm -hmm. the Wild got back within one, but mm -hmm. then they put, the Flyers put it away and they, they tampered yeah. down whatever the Wild were doing. They were, you know, intercepting passes, they were making plays and really pushing offensively themselves instead of just playing defense. And that was exactly what we wanted to see. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, I it was weird. The Wild, like for the first two periods, I just couldn't understand how they couldn't create anything. And the Flyers did a really good job. But then the third period, all of a sudden, like the Wild kind of like were like really pressing, got a lot of shots in a short amount of time yep. and definitely had heart moving. And that's when I felt like, okay, now the defense is a little tired. But they got a second win, and when they did, you know, they put them away. So, yeah, I do give them credit for overcoming that. Here is another story you need to know. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers sure made it interesting late down two scores, putting a scare in the Buffalo Bills, but a scare, it is Halloween season after all, was all it was, a 24-18 to 18 Buffalo Bills win. And now, after... A three and one start. The Bucs have lost three in a row. James Yarko from Locked On Bucks joins me now. And, and James, what has been the difference for this team the last month or so that they have not been able to pull out some of these games that they seem to be winning early in the season? Well, you, you take a look at the offensive side of the ball and, and not being efficient in the red zone at home. They're scoring touchdowns in the red zone at about 30% of the time. And on the flip side, defensively, they're not getting off the field on third downs. This is a team coming into the Thursday night game against the Buffalo Bills that was allowing third down conversions 50% of the time against the Bills. It at one point was up over 60% and ended up dropping to, I believe they finished at 50% because of that final drive uh, of the Bills. But, you know, it it's just, it's been a collection of things where, they're so close and just haven't figured out how to turn the corner yet. Are they are they more the team that you think started three and one or the team that we've seen the last three weeks? Somewhere in the middle. 
if yeah. we're going to be completely honest, they're they're somewhere in the middle. They are a team that is loaded with talent. They have arguably the best safety in the NFL right now in Antoine Winfield Jr., but you also have guys like Devin White that are not playing up to the level that they are capable of. You have players like Ryan Neal, who still doesn't seem comfortable in Todd Bowles' defense. You have guys like Cody Malk and, and Luke Gedeke and Robert Hainsey that are continuously stalling promising drives with stupid penalties so you know they they can play to the level that they did against the saints where they just absolutely dominated from beginning to end but at the same time you're going to see games like you saw against the detroit lions where absolutely nothing goes right and they lose all three phases yeah capable of beating just about anyone if they play their best and capable of losing to just about anyone i think that describes like 15 teams in the league this year, maybe more, um, including this Buffalo Bills team, by the way. So in order for them to, and they are very much still in the thick of the playoff race in the NFC, what do they need to tighten up if they want to stay more in that spot? Because they have a chance to win this NFC South. Yeah, no doubt about it. Even at three and four and, and losing three in a row, they're still in the thick of the hunt of the NFC South. And this is still a team where when you look down the line and you look at some of the teams that they're going to be playing now, they have the opportunity to string some wins together. They, you know, really the tough part of their schedule is over with and, and they have some really favorable matchups, you know, throughout the month of November and, and into December. So it's about the discipline on the defensive side of the ball to get off the field on third down and give your offense an opportunity. And that offense needs to capitalize on those opportunities. Rashad white kind of rejuvenated the run game a little bit against one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. But when the Bucs were consistently going up against top 10 rushing defenses in terms of yards per carry, it was hard to get that going with the offensive line not playing up to the level that they need to. So, yeah, it's it's the little tweaks. It's the little things. This mini buy is certainly going to help them, you know, get Vita Vea healthy again. How different a game this could have been with as close as it came had the Bucs had Vita Vea on the field, start to get Devin White a little healthy. Something's not right with him. So there's there's something going on there where he's not himself. So you start to get some of those things going, and then all it takes is one game. We see it in the, in the NFL every year. It just takes one game for things to start to click. It's just a matter of how quickly will that game come. Stay up to date on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Bucks on your favorite podcast app, and on YouTube. Coming up, will Derrick Henry be on the move after this week? Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. The World Series gets going tonight with two unlikely teams vying for the trophy. FanDuel likes the magic of the Rangers to outlast the magic of the Diamondbacks. Texas minus 174 to win the series. You can also combine different prop bets within a game to get an even bigger payout. FanDuel same-game parlays are a great way to enhance your sports watching experience. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. It's been quite the run for Derrick Henry in Tennessee, pun intended. King Henry has produced meme-worthy performances on a regular basis. Peacock and Williamson wonder if this is the week that will be Henry's last 
as a Titan. I wouldn't be shocked if there's a Titan or two that's currently on the roster that isn't by kickoff. And we'll see. I, I just think that Atlanta's in a better place. I think Atlanta's style of play travels well. Bijan should be fine and all that good stuff. I'm going to lay the points here on the road. All right, a few things here, especially with those running backs. Uh, and and you dropped a little nugget on us yesterday that you're hearing that Derrick Henry might be traded. This could be the end. This could be the last game for Derrick Henry mm-hmm. in Tennessee with the Titans uh, if he's moved to Baltimore or or potentially right, wherever right, by Tuesday yeah. in the in the NFL trade deadline. Um, it'd probably be a smart move long term for the Titans to do that. Figure out who their young quarterback is. And uh, amazing run for for Derrick Henry could be a game changer for another team. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, this stage of his career, he might not be what he used to be, but he would be a great addition to a Ravens type team, Chiefs, Bills, who knows? You know, some contender, and don't just lean on him entirely. I like it a lot, but I also like Atlanta's defense. I wanted to mention that too. I think their defense will be tough on if the, the the young quarterback. Uh, give me, I don't even like the line here. Just give me the under in this game. It's only third. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By far, or not by far, the, the Jets Giants we're going to get, or that we uh, just talked about, it's 36 and a half, but it's still lower than that one, even. Um, I, I'm not confident either one of these teams putting up numbers. The fact that it might be, you know, a first time uh, starter in, in Will Levis potentially, that, yeah. it's not like Malik Willis is going to be lighting up the scoreboard either. And who knows, maybe they even pull Derrick Henry early because they're trying to save him because they've got trades in the works and don't want him to get hurt right before that happens. Uh, I think you have to take the Falcons here and give up just the two and a half points. Falcons by a field goal at least. The problem with this theory is he has to go somewhere. Someone has to want to trade for him. So even if it's true that the Titans want to trade him, and I'm not convinced it is because I don't think Mike Vrabel wants to tank under any circumstances I think he values the physicality that Derrick Henry brings, even if it is a diminished version of Derrick Henry. But someone's got to want him. Is Buffalo going to revamp the way that they play football to bring in Derrick Henry? Are the Chiefs? Who is the contender that is going to say, yes, this is the guy who we are going to have to totally rebuild our running game to orient around him? And that is going to be the missing piece for us, even if it only costs a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick, which by the way, if you're the Titans, just don't do that. Just keep him. It will really help a guy like Will Levis or Malik Willis, depending on when and how much those guys play to have a veteran like Derrick Henry in the backfield. I don't understand why they would want to move him unless someone's going to give you a lot for him And the reality is, I just don't see anyone out there giving up quality assets to get Derrick Henry. And finally, Live Golf League players who were hoping the major championships would change criteria to make it easier for them to qualify for those fields probably aren't going to get their wish when it comes to the Masters. Phil Mickelson has gone on the record saying he thinks the major tournaments should adapt to Live. If they want to make sure they have the best fields in golf, they could create vehicles for players on Live to play in majors. Exhibit 700 of live golfers getting mad that their decision to join the Saudi back circuit has consequences. This is me playing the world's smallest violin for them. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports today, will the 49ers bounce back if they don't have Brock Purdy? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports. 
today.